0: Hey there boys and girls welcome to this week's episode of Hollow Weekly Nick and George here with The Revenge of how low Can We Go or you might say The Resurrection of Hollow Can We Go That's a good uh, that's a good one <laughs> That makes sense you might say Because we are here with number 50 this What's 50- the weather like 57% 57% Alien Resurrection
1: 1994's Alien Resurrection. So it's the fourth film in the alien franchise. yeah you
0: had not seen it before No, I thought I was thinking of aliens right and then I I, I started this movie and I was like, oh I've never seen this one <laughs> And then uh, I had seen it one and a half
1: times before watching it again for the podcast. so um and let's just set the scene here because. We're three movies into how low can we go, heading towards zero. Yeah, and unlike the last cycle of how low can we go, it's been a pretty rough slog. Yeah, we did the you Dracula.
0: Liked,
1: you ever liked I both of the movies? Hell. Right. So now we're here at this, and it, I feel like if you asked the horror community between Dracula, From Hell, and this to rank them, they would put this at the bottom of those three. And this is... No, that Dracula film was pretty hit. Our favorite movie. That Dracula movie, film's got a lot of uh, supporters. So, but now we're here... And this film's got no supporters in the genre that I could detect.
0: Except That's for, crazy. Except
1: for possibly us. So, what do you think of Alien Rose
0: Dude, if this movie were pizza, it'd be extra cheese. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's very true. And that's how I like that's it. Very, and that's how you like it. <laughs> that shit it. was so... Dude, this movie was so fun. Well, and then... I mean, people should know. So... You're,
1: I mean, your age of horror, you the, the horror you mm-hmm. grew up with, was like the Jason X era of horror, right? That was like you were watching it
0: kind of. Well, yeah, that was like the first horror movie I bought, which was in like sixth grade or something like that. Right, that was Army of Darkness. And right, so yeah, and then and then like around that same time, a lot of the other horror film, I think it was like Valentine, mm-hmm. and then like. Uh, my bloody Valentine <laughs> a lot of Valentine, right? uh, Valentine. Freddie versus Jason right like kind of like 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 they they tried to make them like this is a real serious horror film but then like they're cheesy as fuck right.
1: So you, I mean, yeah. you, 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 cheese was part of your formative horror experience. So I love cheese. <laughs> you're, you're not lactose intolerant when no. it comes to cheese. We thought horror. I was
0: for, for a little bit, and then I fasted for 48 hours, and it <laughs> went away. Turned out never. So that was pretty never cool. Never mind. <laughs>
1: so I had read something interesting that said that the reason Alien Resurrection failed, which I'm going to fight hard for this movie, so I don't think. I can't believe that, it failed. I don't think. That, I mean, it is a failure. But um, was that Alien the Alien franchise before Alien Resurrection was a horror movie, an action horror movie, and a thriller. So, and and Alien Resurrection tried to be a little bit of each, and that's why it failed. That was sort of the premise of that, right? Yeah. So I can see how, and what I like about that is the whole series is kind of about inheritance and DNA and genetics and like what's getting passed forward and what's being remembered from the past that's being passed forward and all those things. So like. I like that this movie, if it has drawbacks, it's ge- they're genetic, right? Oh, yeah. Like they're because it's it's inherited from what was what was coming before, and trying to like do honor to all those things or whatever. But the thing is, I I I'm a big fan of I, there's a really like this is a very specific genre, right? But like I'm a fan of mainstream horror movies that are actually art films in disguise, mm-hmm. <laughs> and I feel like that's where we sort of are with this movie. Because it's really weird, dude. It's, <laughs> it's like, weird tonally. It's got weird scenes. It's got weird characters. Mm-hmm. It's it's strange.
0: When I imagine like cheap feeling space horror, like I don't think this movie was probably probably wasn't cheap. No, it was <laughs> but, the biggest budget of the series. But it like whenever I think of like oh, space horror, it's like kind of like something like mystery science theory, like something real like sure. far fetched. Sure, like this is it. Right. And it's like so fun to watch.
1: Right. And and that's the thing is it's fun to watch, but it's also got classy moments and it's got f- intentionally funny moments because mm-hmm. a lot of cheesy movies are unintentionally funny. For- yeah, yeah, yeah. This yeah. movie's kind of in control of its own humor for most of the time. Right. But I think the most interesting thing about it is how jagged it is because it's all kinds of things that shouldn't be being put together. that are being put together. The director of
0: Amelie... <laughs> That's the, crazy, because I've never the, seen that, but I know it as like the artsy right, French
1: film. Right, is the director of Alien Resurrection, which is just bizarre, right? And mm-hmm. the fact that, that you've got Joss Whedon writing the script that he said was really funny and lighthearted, and that the director wanted to make it scary and serious, partially because he was inclined that way. He had done a movie called The City of Lost Children, which was like a real sci-fi vision kind of movie. Um, similar to that guy the, that you told me about that was you were excited about that inherited um, I'll never think of it now damn it um, he, he had a really good sci-fi movie in his past and then got a crack at a big
0: mainstream movie oh Josh Trank from Chronicle to Fantastic Four that's exactly what it was right yeah.
1: so so you know you got all these things that shouldn't be beginning put together you got people who were being like really quippy and funny but then you got really serious like like dark, bleak moments. I don't know. It's just it. They they made and they made some brave changes. Like they turned alien brown instead of green. Mm-hmm. They 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 even because the alien series was so well known for like, which is weird because it's a space series. But one of the first things I always think of with alien is water <laughs> because everything is leaking and dripping yeah, and condensing no. and steaming in all the movies and this one's got like a full on jaws scene yeah right so like it they were like you know you want water here <laughs> <laughs> they'll give you a whole soup kitchen full of water <laughs> flood the whole bottom thing mean, like that the ship welcome to space titanic so it was yeah. uh, there's just a lot of weirdness going on which i i appreciate i don't
0: know that i consider it good necessarily but i appreciate that that part of it. i think appreciation's like the right word because there's a lot of it that's not good but like there's a lot of it that's really fucking well let's put our
1: cards on the table right at the back we don't usually do this but i'm not going to rate it yet but let me just let's put it like like the ranking right because the ranking is what took me by surprise so i if i was ranking it in the franchise right Mm -hmm. i don't like it i like it better than covenant i like it better than alien three right and i i i I'm not the biggest Aliens fan. I know that's heresy, but like, I know, yeah. it, I know, you know, I'm being blasphemous here, but like, I think it's sort of tied with Aliens for me. So,
0: I think, yeah, it's I like think Alien it's, and then... And
1: I'm a big fan of Prometheus, so I feel like it's tied with Prometheus. So that means the only movie in the series I can comfortably. Without thinking about it, put ahead of it as the first one, mm-hmm. which is a weird outcome for the reputation of this movie.
0: But Especially being a fourth film in a franchise. Especially the Alien franchise, because that thing's taking a lot of twists and turns.
1: Right. And it's, it's better than Alien vs. Predator. So Yeah, Alien vs.
0: Predator's Requiem.
1: Right. So that's what I mean. Is I feel like this is a sneaky like upper third franchise film in a in a legendary franchise which is really weird because that's not how anyone thinks of this movie but that's how i kind of came out with it. let me try a little impromptu game with you um i i was toying with this and i'm just going to try and see how it goes I'm just going to give you – so you know in football, like if you were a Cleveland Browns fan, there there's just phrases. There's, mm-hmm. Or a Cleveland sports fan, there's the shot, and that's when Jordan made a playoff shot and buried the Cavs. Mm-hmm. There's the fumble, which is when the Browns were about to go to the Super Bowl and then fumbled the ball on the two-yard line and failed, right? So I'm going to do – I'm just going to name – I'm just going to throw – and you tell me what you think they are in the movie, okay? So the shot. What do you think is the shot in this
0: movie? <laughs> well, it could be the actual basketball shot. That's what I'm thinking of, right, exactly, yeah. <laughs>
1: Yeah. Because there's an amazing scene where Sigourney Weaver makes a backwards basketball shot, which she did for real. Mm -hmm. And they had to cut away from Ron Perlman because he was so impressed he broke character. (laughs) Right? Like, that she did it, right? Right. But it's... The funny thing is, everyone talks about... And even the guy I was telling you about who sort of hated this movie, who went after it, like the film critic who went after it, like, you know, Hammer and Talks. He... um, he identified the basketball scene as particularly loathsome. Like, he really thought it was it was too corny, too jokey, too, like, whatever. But he, I, the thing I think people miss about that is the shot is impressive, but what's really cool about the scene is how it's blocked all the way through. Because when they come in, it's cutting from a disaster breaking out on the ship to Sigourney Weaver just confidently dribbling the ball and sizing up a basket. And, and I like the segue of, because we all know how the alien series is going to go. Ripley's going to wake up in a scary situation. No one's going to believe her or listen to her. And, and everyone's in the, the, the male force, the patriarchy is going to assume they know what they're doing and everyone's going to die, right? right. Like, that's kind of how it goes, right? But in this one, all of those processes are happening. Like everything's already starting to fall apart. The creatures are already planning their escape. You know, like You know, it's going the typical alien track. And when we cut back to Ripley... Instead of being in fear or trying to communicate to everyone like urgency, she's playing basketball, <laughs> right. and I kind of like that it's different. That it broke the alien, that alien cycle, and and now she's not trying to tell her. She's literally telling when you're all gonna die, but she doesn't really care, <laughs> right. right? So she's just trying to save herself. And then it goes to the basketball scene, and when Ron, when one of the characters in the scene goes, "Give me the ball," she. Dribbles it super or hard, Roman, yeah, yeah, and smashes him in the balls with it, mm-hmm. right? And then, and then beats up the other guy with the ball. So the the point is, it's a the the last thing that everyone's thinking of the bass the the backward shot is is corny, but I feel like the the whole sequence and the framing of it is actually pretty damn interesting. Yeah, <laughs> like,
0: I loved watching it. Like it felt like it felt like cheesy nineties action.
1: <laughs> totally
0: and I'm there for well, it well and
1: you're and you're setting up there's two crews so there's the military crew and then there's the hand Solo crew right mm-hmm. so you're you're the Millennium Falcon crew comes in and they're all like you know bandits and they're all like mercenaries and mm-hmm. you gotta establish your bona fides with these people and the only way to do that is to sort of hustle them on a basketball court but literally mm-hmm. <laughs> like instead of a metaphor like it fits for the movie it's fine
0: I, I, don't, I don't think that it's super corny I where let, do you
1: rank it in the franchise real quick
0: I go Alien And then I go, I don't know if I go Prometheus, and then this, or if those two are tied. What about Aliens? I think Aliens has the one guy from Mad About You in it, right? This is going to
1: be shocking to everybody because we are not the biggest aliens fans and that's like a revered movie in the horror genre. But yeah, it's, it's so yeah, but it's the James Cameron movie, right? So yeah. it's the die bitch and the Ripley yeah. in the suit. This was that.
0: way I like this one. <laughs> <laughs> this one was fun. There's a lot of shit that I was watching like you know what's funny is like a lot of the dialogue was really weird. It's strange considering it's Joss Whedon and he's like, you know, he wrote it. <laughs> but totally. um yeah, I still think I still think if I had a place it like aliens number I think aliens always going to be number 1. Uh, yeah,
1: I mean well, aliens number 1, aliens is probably consensus number 2. I get that. And then but here's the thing. All right, so l- let me let me throw a couple of other game phrases at you. All right, so we did this shot. We did this um, shot. Uh,
0: okay. So how about um the reveal? Oh, when she walks into the lab. Mhm. That was a great scene. That's and just a, seeing how, like, all the fucked and up... And that's exactly what I was thinking of. Yeah, totally. Yeah, no, that scene was amazing. And then her, her telling her to kill me. Like, kill me, and, and what I really liked about that was that that
1: twisted monstrosity that, that was begging to be put to death was the number seven. And the one we're dealing with is... So we should explain, if, for those who haven't seen it, Ripley is... This isn't the real Ripley as a clone who has inherited Ripley's personality and, and a lot of her memories with some gaps, but it's, so it's basically Ripley, but not actually Ripley. Right. Um, and it's, she's also been fused genetically with the, the xenomorphs. So yeah. she's, she's not only a clone, but she's also a hybrid. So she's not the Ripley that we've known Like some of, some of it. Is, I mean, they're literally teaching her like basic words when we meet her in the beginning of the movie. So, uh, She's, you know, on her own different journey this time. But what's really cool about it is, you know, she, her behavior in this one is, so I saw a behind the scenes of interview with Sigourney Weaver explaining, you know, why she took the part and like what she liked about the movie and what what attracted her to the thing. She really liked Joss Whedon's script. And she had said that one of the, one of the things that Joss Whedon said in the behind the scenes that was really cool was he was like, I really respect the Sigourney Weaver kept pushing me during the process to be like, make me stranger, make me stranger, make me scarier, make me more unpredictable. Like she really wanted to push the boundaries of what the character was. And that's what's really weird to me is everyone kind of lauds Jamie Lee Curtis for like the Halloween 2018 performance. Mm -hmm. And good on her. Like I thought she was amazing. And she also... I forget what stat she got, but she was like the first over 50 actress to be in a movie that opened, a horror movie that opened number one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Certainly, like, whatever. So, and her performance is magnificent, but I think Sigourney <laughs> Weaver's performance in Alien 4 is better than Jamie Lee Curtis's performance in Halloween 2018 or or at least more interesting. And the weird part is that no one talks about this movie, <laughs>
0: right? Yeah, no. And I would agree with you on that. Like, just seeing, like, especially like towards the end, like, and I because you because you mentioned that this is the Batman Returns of the Alien franchise. Yeah. yeah.
1: Well, th- yeah, sort Yeah.
0: And and I wanted to, I wanted to ask you about that because I think I see what scene you're talking about. Well, it's not so
1: much a scene. It's kind of like that manic, gothic, funny, scary tone. Mm-hmm. Like it. It just has that really atmospheric like side to it, but then it's got really quirky characters who all sort of have their individual powers and it's got joint villains. So it just gives me kind of like that, that vibe. I mean, Batman Returns is a little, what, 92 probably or something mm-hmm. like that. So like, I mean, they're clo- they're like neighbors in time. So you're true. Right? you can sort of see how that would be. True. Uh, but mm-hmm. the, uh what scene were you thinking? I was thinking,
0: I was thinking of when the, um the weird, a hybrid alien was getting sucked out of the ship. Oh, okay. Cause like got, I actually, the very end. dude, okay. like I felt kind of sad for that thing. Okay.
1: Can we talk about this for a second? So, so that's the other thing is I think one of the things that surprises me watching everyone like crap on this movie is, is it's pretty emotionally affecting. <laughs> it's I, the eyes, the newborn. So there's, there's new alien creatures in this. And I know everyone, everyone just assumes that the creatures in this one are disappointing, right? That's right. kind of everyone's, mm-hmm. Like, if you haven't seen this movie and you've only heard about it, you know, the, the queen in Aliens was magnificent. And, like, every every alien movie needs a new variation of what's happening, right? And um, the queen in this one is basically just immobile. She's basically just giving mm-hmm. birth. But I actually really, really liked her design. Yeah, I thought she was scary and all right. Not scary and like she would come after you. Just scary that that could happen to anything. <laughs> Yeah, ever. it was disturbing. what a horrible way to, like, live and, like, whatever. And then when the newborn pops out, it's got these weird human eyes. Yeah. Like, half-human eyes. It's got and Sigourney's
0: it's, eyes. Yeah, it's
1: scary as shit, dude. It's really hard to look at. And and then, like, she, when it's dying, she's literally saying, I'm
0: sorry to it, mm-hmm.
1: right? Which is, and then the way it dies is not instant. Like well, here's,
0: right? so, so I, I, I didn't want to lose track of sure. uh, thinking... Um, uh, of how this perfor- we prefer this performance over the Hollywood okay yes, yes yes but uh, that scene was because of it um one I thought it was i uh, pretty sad and I was like this thing's ugly but like I still feel sad for totally. it totally but uh, the way it reminded me of Batman returns was the same emotional feeling I had when the penguin died and all the penguins come out and they, uh, totally. they put him into the, into totally. the water that,
1: oh that totally makes you're like sense. you're like you're
0: like oh they're both kind of ugly but like when they're both going out like you feel kind of Sad that's for it because exactly right. they're just like these weird creatures that didn't ask for it, right? Totally, and they still have to get like kind of like a shitty death. Yeah, totally. And it was I thought it was really moving.
1: I think you're right, and I'm so glad you said that because I didn't even make that connection. But that's exactly right. Like it's it's emotional. Um, it's kind of thrilling. It kind of plays like a video game in parts. It's it's just this movie is. I, just much better than people than his reputation. And was, I love
0: I loved Ripley in this one. I like, yeah. I, let's I, take. On, on I her. love Ripley not, well,
1: technically Ripley,
0: mm-hmm. her not giving a shit.
1: Yeah, her comedic timing was amazing. Mm-hmm. I thought, right? Like right. you had mentioned that line about
0: uh, people said, "Oh, I heard your dad." She said, "I've been getting that a lot lately." <laughs> yeah, that is, was great,
1: which is amazing. And she, her lines, her her. Her delivery of the comic lines was really good. Her non-speaking, just watching her try to like figure things out and develop things. I don't know if you caught it, but there's this amazing moment in the beginning where they're trying to, they're interrogating her or something. I can't remember if they're interrogating her or teaching her, but it's way in the beginning of the movie. It's Mm -hmm. when she's still kind of like mentally uh, young. And um, she breaks free of her handcuffs and starts strangling the, the main bad scientist And a a guard comes in from from the blind side and clocks her and knocks her, hits her in the head with like a butt of a gun or something and knocks Mm -hmm. her down. And she she goes through, her facial expressions are, she snarls, she grabs him, she's angry. Then she looks curious, like, oh, this is what it's like to strangle people. And then she's got this really creepy, enjoying the smile right before she gets clocked. And it's really fast. She flashes like this little quick, like man, killing people's fun smile. And then she gets clocked. But just in that transition of anger, calm, Watching from afar while I kill someone, and then starting to enjoy it, and be able to pack that process in like a five second—that's wild. I need to go back. I mean, and watch she's that. so pro. That's just like you know an amazing way to do that with that character.
0: And like you know, how many times like can you put her through that situation <laughs> without like you having to like call a different play? Right. So right. I thought I thought doing it that way like the I don't give a fuck. Like oh, and her having the acid blood, I thought was was really was great. cool absolutely great. Cause that's the one thing about alien that I always think of is like when that blood like pours through, like what's this, what's stopping it? Like totally, it's yeah. just going to keep eating through shit. Totally. So I really, I really liked that. And then, um, I think, I think if I had to pick my second favorite, Ron Perlman, i love him in that okay so let's dig into yeah we got to go through the, cast, the other characters yeah.
1: so let's do them in blocks right? okay so let's do um scientists first okay, okay. so brad Dorif and I, I should look up the other guy because he's actually my mvp of the movie so i want to have his name but to so talk about blad brad, brad Dorif for a minute
0: <laughs> it's i always like watching him in fact i know a lot of people i mean he is like the voice of chucky even though i like i really dug the new one with mark hamill like, and the
1: scariest thing
0: in fucking forever in Exorcist three, I think. I, I think. <laughs> I oh, guess, sorry, Alien Wizards in ninety seven. Oh ninety seven. Okay, good. I've never been like a huge fan of the Child's Play series, mm-hmm. and so like I just feel like whenever people mention Brad Dourif, President comes up as Chucky, obviously. But mm-hmm. like he's done a lot of fucking amazing things he really that has. I don't think people really. He's talk actually
1: about. really good in Zombies Halloween too.
0: Like oh, he, the sheriff? Yeah, yeah, he's just really good. He's just an all-around really, really solid actor. The The general... Um, general Dan Hadaya. yep. Is the, general Martin Perez. The dude from Adam's family. Yep. I love, love that guy. I was telling George before we started recording this, he's also the dad to Will Ferrell and Chris Kattan at Night at the Roxbury, and he right. is hilarious. <laughs> he's just, he's got this, like, pissed off, Cadence to his voice. Like, totally. Or like annoyed, highly annoyed. It's like annoyed.
1: a funny version of the Full Metal Jacket Drill Sergeant. Yeah, exactly. Yep, exactly. And then J.E. Freeman plays Dr. Wren. Now, Dr. Wren is my MVP. If he wasn't in this movie, I think I would rank it lower. And I know, like. He was he the main bad, right? He was the main bad. And yeah. I'm telling you, man, he his delivery was. His delivery of stuff was so amazing that. And I told you this, like, this was my literally favorite moment in the entire movie, and it was all cadence, right? It was it was when the, the crew captures him, and they're trying to force him to tell them what's going on. And they've got him against the wall. They've got guns on him. They've got him outnumbered. They've got him under threat. Uh, Ron Perlman's huge, and he's got mm-hmm. his forearm and his neck and he's pushing him against the wall and he's like, tell us how many of them are. Tell us how many of them are. And he's just looking at him with this like little, very, really tiny smirk and they keep beating him up. Like, tell us how many you are. And the funny thing is, is they're assuming that that the military is going to keep it secret like they always do in the alien things, right? right? That you have to force this answer out of them. But I don't even think they needed to force him. I think they were so busy yelling at him, he didn't even get a chance to answer. He was just waiting for them to shut the hell up mm-hmm. so he could get a word in Ed Rise. Because as soon as they pause, they're like, tell us who is doing And they stop and he goes, there 12. <laughs> There's 12 of them. There's 12 of these motherfuckers running around the ship. And his <laughs> confidence with which he goes, 12 is like you're all gonna die it was literally saying it was the you're all gonna die trope for a horror movie but it was translated into a number right (laughs) The number
0: 12 he (laughs) was he was fantastic and like what's great was like i like i kind of like that he was a little overbaked like all, totally. the, like, all the cheesiness that totally. I think people dock the film for, like, kind like for some some reason, and may, maybe I watch it again and it doesn't click, but it clicked when I watched it this first time. I mean, time.
1: even Sigourney Weaver had really corny lines that she couldn't pull off. The, who do I have to fuck to get off this boat was dumb, right? Like, they all had corny shit yeah. that they had to say... Because Joss Whedon's fun script was getting turned into a scary script. So like obviously the tone was off yeah, in a they, lot of places, right? Oh, so like the line go. could have been funny, but in the context in which it was filmed, it came off as kind of like corny or weird. So all of them had that. And he did, Ren had that too. But like he also had these glorious moments where he would just like he asked Winona Ryder or so for a weapon. When they're, when they're trying to get through a door, and she hands it to him, and he doesn't even wait. He literally has it in his hand, but doesn't even have it pointed at her yet, and he's like, you're too trusting, and then shoots her. Yeah, I'm
0: Like, <laughs> like I, just a sudden, like... He's,
1: he just had so much fun being
0: evil. Yeah, and there was something weird about, like... Because there was, like, some, like, religious stuff going on there, like, with yep. him pulling out the Bible and the one girl putting it there. And then I also think something that is connected to that with him referring to the ship as father. Yep. And like, there was something weird about that. He's like, father open up the door. It was like, there was just this weird sliminess to him.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Yeah. There was the, well, there was a weird, but there was this intensity. And here's the thing in alien movies, in all the alien movies, as far as I'm concerned, the thing that no one talks about is you have to convince us. Well, maybe not the first one so much, but, but yeah, I mean, basically, but you have to convince us that, the military and the government and the, the military industrial complex would actually do this would actually like breed acid-blooded creatures for whatever evil purposes they think they're going to achieve with these things right and obviously in the timeline whalen himself is trying we it turns out is trying to do it for something different but most of the time you think they're just basically trying to weapon weaponize nature right mm-hmm. and it's just ridiculous dude you have spaceships and like rockets and lasers and all that shit. like get the fuck out of here like yeah, what, to, like know. right yeah you don't need <laughs> you don't need to strap like you don't need a bunch of aliens on a battlefield or whatever like it, ne- got, it never makes sense right
0: and the alien, alien died from a gunshot to the head it's like <laughs> what would you do with an army right know? right
1: exactly but the the and you can't obviously as, as Sigourney weaver tells them earlier when when that when ren turns to her and goes they're going to be so amazing when we have them trained and she's like what sit roll over fetch and he's <laughs> like yeah and she's like you're all gonna die <laughs> right but but his even his confident like yeah like you know whatever but I think the most sinister line in the entire film comes from him. It's literally the, I think the best delivered line in the film, not by Sigourney Weaver, which is part of why he's my MVP. But there's this amazingly glorious moment in this movie where they're having that conversation and she goes, fetch, roll over. And he goes, yeah. And she goes, you can't just teach it tricks. And he literally stares her down and is like, why not? we're teaching you Mm -hmm. and it's that concept of that hubris that frankenstein like i control nature i'm god i can do whatever i want like he sells it so well that it was it was that it was the alien movie where i didn't have to think about why they were doing it because they're obviously doing it because they're insane Mm -hmm. (laughs) they're not doing it because it makes sense as a military project they're doing it because they're sadists and they're nuts and he got it right. Like that's, that's right. He acted at the right tone. Like that's what
0: it is. Which is weird because he's also like kinda wrong because all that shit was like encoded in Ripley. Totally. And it was it was coming back to our time. So totally. the aliens were just always gonna go back to I'm gonna hurt someone. <laughs> right.
1: Well they're also, yeah, they they they're also not that bright, but like you need that. You you, you, it, mm-hmm. you it's, it's uh, evil genius is a James Bond film. If if the villain if the if the military side is evil geniuses, then it becomes no fun because you got no chance against aliens and evil geniuses, right? right. It's got to be dumb scientists and aliens. Or what'd you uh,
0: think of the main rebellion crew? So you got the dude in the wheelchair. Yeah. So that's... okay. So
1: all that all, I thought all of them were great. I th- all of them I, to me like they all served their purpose in terms of what the movie was trying to do. And that's the thing is like the least memorable crew member had the best death. So like the the other female in the crew that gets killed in the water sequence mm-hmm. gets pulled back when they're trying to swim away from the alien, her dying scream and reaction, facial reaction, music are just build up. heartbreaking. And the music build up. All of that scene was, was a really good death. It was pretty affecting the CGI doesn't hold up so great in the water scenes, but no. I think there's still great sequences. I think
0: it doesn't just- look bad. I mean, I mean, obviously like there's, there's a handful of shots where you're like, that's a painful looking CGI, mm-hmm. but like, kinda yeah, don't give a shit. Cause like, the movie's so fun. Well, because it's a
1: mix of CGI and practical, and there are practical shots in that sequence.
0: And those look great. So, like, it's just
1: where you can tell is where it's bad. But I, yeah, they still... I think it's still scary. I love that they set a trap. The aliens had planned mm-hmm. to steer them into the place where all the facehuggers were, right? Like, the aliens are scheming. So let's talk about the creatures. It's a fucking monster movie. So let's talk about the creatures for a second. I love the design of all of the creatures, right? Which is which is par for the course, because xenomorphs always look good. But I love that they their escape plan was to kill one of their own and drizzle his blood on the floor or, like, splash his <laughs> blood on the floor to escape, like, the Braddorff, you know, experiment. Where he was, like, freezing, trap.
0: like, hitting with
1: the... Yep. I love that they use the blood as a weapon, which Sigourney Weaver does later, too, so they're all figuring out how to sort of do that. Right. But that great moment where the two of them turn on the one... And you can just see it in their eyes. They're like, you're our way out. And he's like, I am not your way out. <laughs> I am not. <laughs> no, 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 But it reminded me of a nature documentary, kind of. It they were going to of... do
0: what they needed to do. Totally. It was either that or Brad Dirk, you slapping the easy button <laughs> on him. That was terrible. <laughs> and then they're pissed. Yeah. No, the aliens were... were I mean, they, they're, the, the Xenomorphs always look great. The Queen and the capacity that she was in was different. And, and the first reveal
1: of the Queen, where you see that big bridge behind her head, yeah, and like whatever, when because it's the guy you like, Dan Adea who's 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 walking up. He actually has a really chilling line when he's talking about, I I don't I want Ripley killed, like whatever. And they're like, no, no, we we're learning things from her. And He's like, all right, if she looks at me the wrong way once, we're put, I'm putting her down. Mm-hmm. He's like, I consider her a meat byproduct. Which yeah. is a, which is a sinister like way to think about things but as he's saying it he spots the real the queen that they have in in behind glass and he goes not like the real plot prize her like you can just tell like that's the priority like this one's gonna birth a new alien army for us like you know like it's it's, it's just played so well
0: it was great and then the the one weird hybrid alien at the end mm-hmm. was great kind of like give you like kind of like um Kind of like walked around like Frankenstein a little bit. Yep. You know, like the misunderstood totally monster. Totally. I I, I thought I thought that was great. It killed the queen. No. Yeah. yeah it Richard's jaw. Right. <laughs> Clean off. Well, I knew how to kill it. Like, yeah. Instinctively, I knew. No. They all. They all. They all looked great, and I really liked. Um, oh, who's the guy? The one. The one military guy that ends up joining the crew uh, with the short black hair. He was. Um, in a, the first season of Breaking Bad, he was, like, the that season's main bad guy. Oh, I don't remember. And that. he's just, like, this, like, super crazy, hyper-energy dude. And Which one was he? He was... Uh, he was the dude who said, fuck you, to the military guy. Ended up doing oh, the okay. crew yep, yep, yep. at the end. I thought he was great... Um, I he was a great the dude with the, because uh, you were saying in the review you watched, the guy he hated the guy with the ricochet bullets, and I yeah. thought that was so awesome. I thought the
1: actor was great, and I thought the ricochet bullet thing was fine for what this movie is. Like it's, you know,
0: what did you think about them killing off their leader, like thirty five minutes in?
1: Uh, I mean, I thought it was, uh, that's the thing is I thought the movie kind of like kept you on your toes enough. Like it got so much right, even though. So let me give you some objections that I had seen from why people hate this movie. Right. So they, the main thing is it's not scary. Which mm. I can sort of agree with. It's not as scary as I don't consider Alien scary, frankly, but it's not nearly as scary as the original. That's for sure. Yeah, uh, I actually think mo- the scary sequences in Prometheus are scarier than anything in this movie. There
0: are some, yeah, like
1: the scene where the diseased guy is trying to get back in the ship, and Shirley Theron's trying to stop him. Like that whole sequence is scarier than anything that happens in Alien Covenant. But yeah, um, it's it's not scary, but I don't think that it, I don't think that particularly matters, considering that I don't think aliens or alien three or really alien covenant or scary either so i don't think i I mean it turns out that the first movie set a bar that really was going to be really hard hasn't been anyway but um which is how it should be because that's a masterpiece but um that was the objection one of the one thing i saw that i thought was interesting was people they didn't like the aliens being imprisoned experimented on and behind glass because it made them less scary which I can see but I think misses the entire point of the franchise because the entire point of the franchise to me is that the aliens aren't the scariest thing in the franchise we are mm-hmm. <laughs> right like the aliens are obviously scary but like what humans are doing or even other species races or whatever you want to call them what 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 people are doing to try to use these things as pawns to just wreak absolute havoc and murder is like Brad Dorf torturing the aliens to me what had had a really um planet of the apes feel mm-hmm. yeah yeah, do yeah. it and if i'm trading like scary monsters for monsters that are a little bit more empathetic like but it's the fourth movie in the franchise i'm okay with it like also, we should like, learn more about them by the time we're on movie four
0: yeah other than that but back to like them being you know in prison makes them less scary is horseshit those things are scary in prison, out of prison. Well, I agree. I agree. <laughs> There's no place they are where they're not fucking freaky. Yeah, I totally it's agree. It's an alien, dude. That's. <laughs> I'm not buying that one bit. That's very true. So that was another complaint. And then Oh, the, it- all the special effects throughout the whole movie. The spaceships, all this other stuff. So they
1: did the spaceships practical, and I thought because they had the care to do that, that came out great.
0: Yeah, like it felt like super high quality sci-fi. Right. Right you know the aside from like the few weird cgi stuff like the like the aliens walking and the ones underwater and like i think there's a couple explosions that looked kind of weird yep. other than that like everything looked pretty fun and awesome yeah and
1: and i mean this movie's from 97 and the fact that we still think it looks pretty good when that is an era notorious for movies that just didn't they start getting well. bad yeah like, I don't know, man. I, maybe we're just nuts, but I feel like this movie is really fun. I think it's I think so emotional too. enough. I think it's got good performances. I think Sigourney Weaver turns in one of the most interesting later era character performances in a horror franchise history. Yeah. Like her... I know she's a little quippy here, but like she's doing some interesting stuff of where she's scary, where she's confident, where she's... Right. Like you said, where she doesn't give a fuck, but also... Where she's you get flashes of the old Ripley, where you know surviving is just like the the main priority, right? So like mm-hmm. she's got those layers, but then she's got these really interesting twists where, for the first time in the history of her character, you feel like she's kind of watching everything from almost like above or a dis- yes a distance, yes you know which is a which is a interesting development for the character, right? So I thought she played it really really well and. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I I I don't know, man. I feel like if this movie comes on and I'm flipping through channels and it comes on a sci-fi or like whatever comes on I'll, or HBO, I'm just going to keep watching it because I that it's really fun. That's
0: how I felt. I just felt like this movie is so fun that like the fact that it's 57 Yeah, 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 57. Uh, it's got I'll hi- do
1: the neighborhood thing while you wrap up. It's
0: got to be higher than that. I I mean, the biggest thing I noticed is like some of these films we watch you know like i, I I'll watch them but like I'm kind of half invested like sure it's not really grabbing me but there wasn't really a boring moment in this whole movie yeah it
1: doesn't lag um and that's and I think that's the thing is I think my 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 final argument for this is gonna be I can't find it doesn't matter but I, my final argument for this is gonna be. The things that I think people bothered people a lot about it, about its weirdness and its jaggedness and how it was, like, whatever, I think kind of ended up working to its advantage somehow a little bit. Because if Mm -hmm. they had just made Joss Whedon's Cabin in the Woods version of Alien 4... I don't feel like I would have enjoyed it as much because I feel like it wouldn't have had that gothic Batman Returns feel. Right, it wouldn't have been scary, and and it would have just been funny. And then what is that? Like what is what is a, what is a what we do in the shadows version of Alien? <laughs> like I don't feel like that makes sense, right? So like I'm glad the director sort of steered it back it was, but I'm glad they got some of Joss Whedon's like, quick humor in it. So, I don't know, man. They, they
0: made an accidental Last Jedi. <laughs> that, that,
1: that's the thing is, I think that a whole bunch of people trying to do their job as best they could accidentally made something that was pretty damn good and that it was not received well by uh, the public or fans for a lot of predictable reasons, which is when you start a movie franchise with a movie that's one of the scariest movies ever made, pretty much anything else that doesn't give you some kind of really, really high watermark thing mm-hmm. isn't going to feel like like a thing, right? Like if you were on the Titanic and you survived and you swam, you know, you got in a lifeboat and they rescued you and you, whatever. The next time you get on a ship, when you just get to port, you're going to feel relieved because you don't want to go through that again. But it's also way more boring than your last journey, right? Like, yeah. nothing is going to live up to what they'll ever... Like, you can't make a movie as scary as Alien, probably. Like, in the same franchise, you'd have to have a new concept, right? Yeah. Nobody's done it. Ridley Scott hasn't done it. Nobody's done he's it. James Cameron did tried do it. three other times, two other times. <laughs> right. So, like, at the, at the, they, I think they were against... So, the budget was large, so no one was expecting corny fun cheese. Right? Yeah. And so I think they went after her for that. I think a lot of people take easy shots at like Winona Ryder and for bad, being a bad actress. I've been hearing about my whole life, and every time I watch her, I think she's great. I didn't bump so at, like, her at <laughs> all, at all, right? So no. like I've been hearing that like all the, like she was terrible in Bram Stoker's Dracula. She's terrible, but she, she just keeps you know
0: pulling. It's always up. been great. She was great in Edward Scissorhands. She was great in that. She was wonderful in Stranger Things. Yes. So
1: so you know that's the thing is I think it's an accidental. Um, you know, really, I wouldn't say near Masterpiece, but an accidental really, really good movie. But here's the thing. Let's be honest. As horror fans, as people who love this genre, we are stuck more than most people with franchises for good and for bad. A lot yeah. of times that's glorious. A lot of times it's puppet master. So when you're, when you're looking at this, right? Like you're, when I go back and I look at a movie that I feel like is a movie that I could have lived, you know, 10 more lifetimes and never watched again if we hadn't done this podcast or if I hadn't thought about it. Like, why would I rewatch Alien Resurrection or like whatever? Mm-hmm. Like when I can go back and it grows in the sort of value and becomes a more fun, more thing that I'm looking forward to. And it's sitting inside a legendary franchise. Like we don't get that opportunity a lot. Most of the times franchises just degenerate and keep going down. Yeah. <laughs> you know, right. So the fact that Alien 3 was palpably bad, for a lot of reasons that really aren't David Fincher's fault, and the fact that the franchise came back with Alien Resurrection, and even though it looked like a failure from the outside, I think it's provably better than Alien 3. I think it's great. I think, I think I'm, I'm glad it's there.
0: I am glad that there was a fun movie for How Can We Go. Agreed.
1: How would you rate it? Where, would you, where, where do you think it really lives in Rod's 87%.
0: Whoa!
1: That's pretty high. You really liked it. <laughs> Dude, I really liked this movie.
0: <laughs> that's pretty high and i've old. only started the marinating <laughs> process so who knows how much higher it might go to this i gotta
1: here i gotta just check one thing i just i gotta know what alien covenant is because i feel like that's my benchmark is
0: that it's all right so alien covenant is the so i feel like virtual. alien Covenant is my benchmark for my rating okay. so
1: alien covenant is 66 okay tomato so that makes this movie automatically 72% to me. 72%? This is a 72% yeah, okay. yep. movie. This movie is at least 5 or 6% of points better than Alien Covenant. I buy that. Yeah. So I buy that. So let us know what you think of Alien Resurrection. Uh, give us suggestions for further down how low can we go. We're, we're heading into the mid-50s if you're... If you're Google, there's
0: still a lot of good, juicy options to pick are, at this <laughs> at this phase. A lot of good ones.
1: There are a lot of good, juicy options, for, uh, and then um, the alien. So, and then Alien Resurrection. Obviously, we recommend it if you haven't seen it. You gotta uh, watch it. Yeah, HBO, and, then, go. and let us know what oh, you think. And now. I'm. They
0: had better technology on that piece of shit <laughs> ship they're on in Alien Resurrection. That, by the way, that
1: was a flaw of this movie. The ship had very little personality compared to the ships on the other
0: franchise. there was no, no- Nostromo or whatever it was oh, yeah, no that. Nostromo Nostromo yeah 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 okay, okay. Mm-hmm. let us know what you think before the card dies let us know what you think give us recommendations give us a review we'll talk to you guys later watch a bunch of horror movies stay scary bye guys bye uh-huh.